the best 10 minute chat before we came on the, on and recordings <laughs> with Harry and Grog, apparently. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Nailed it in one. My work here is done. Fringe made up name. Gents, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out on a Saturday yeah. night to sit All right. and talk. No, thank you. Um, Absolutely. Like, to be honest, the first serious question, let's get straight into it. Can you think of a better way to spend your Saturday evening than sitting chatting to me? No. No. Right, right, right answer. Well done. We're on the right. <laughs> Five points. <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Death Goals and um, your album, A Garden of Dead Flowers, which is mm-hmm. out on the 5th of May on yeah. Aesthetic Records. It's quite a way away, um, but it's closer than you than we all well, think. Yeah. I suppose it's the end of April. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Will Collins sent this on mm-hmm. to me and said, "Joey, listen to this album. Do you want to chat to the lads?" And to be honest, I haven't heard Death Goes before, um, and I put it on first, and I was like, mm, like you know, the first track, I was like. Mm. But then, as I listened to the album, I was like, "Will, will, will you little sod? This has got, <laughs> this has got so much going on on it. It's such a diverse, great album. Like, um, like I hear Deftones influences. I hear, um, like even t- to an extent, White Stripes esque in some of the songs. Yeah, I'll always say that. Yeah, the the chaos of Dillinger at times." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, yeah. there, there's the hardcore sort of flowing through it. Um, of course. So you, you must be dying to get this album out now. Has it been a long time in the, the works? <laughs> Fucking eons. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's ages. So we uh, we both come from a world where it was very, it's like record in a week, release it the next month, sort of thing. So. Yeah. This longer process through, like, obviously, this being the first record through prosthetic has been a bit of a like a oh there's loads of like admin stuff to do and there's loads of like yeah logistics we have to work out which is really nice it's nice to have that infrastructure but it has been a lot of like we had this recorded mm, or july mm, no we recorded this last may oh, fuck me so la- yeah. oh yeah it was last may <laughs> last so last may. may we had it recorded and so we've been sat and listening then which is nuts and it's a lot of time mm-hmm. to sort of obviously we're very uh finickety. We like to go over stuff and analyze. Yeah. Like, oh no, that snare doesn't sound quite right. That doesn't sound quite right. But to uh, have sat on it for this long and still go, oh, actually, I still really like it is yeah. a good sign. Yeah, because I'm <laughs> yeah. the first to go. Actually, that verse is awful. <laughs> we could have done it loads better, but <laughs> I think it's quite a good album in hindsight. I mean, it must be sort of like you were saying there, like to, to be signed to a label like Prosthetic who are releasing some brilliant stuff recently. Um, mm-hmm. For example, one thing, one album that would be sort of in your sphere in terms of how I hear it would be the last Thought Crime album that was released, Digital Drip, yeah. which yeah. is yeah. fucking wicked, by the way. I, that album I think yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous. It was in my top 20 last year. It's so good. Um, yeah, they're amazing. But to have like... So the weight of prosthetic behind you now, like it must be sort of like great that you've got the weight of a label like that. But like you were saying, Harry, then you've got the extra admin and things like that. So George or Grog, 
George. <laughs> Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. I think, especially going from, you know, our first record being self-released and kind of just, it, I wouldn't say it was like a quick turnaround with that, but it was very much a case of we kind of had the the ability to go, right, we're going to just put a single out now because we feel like it. Whereas this time round, I think it's kind of taught us a little bit about how if you if you wait and give like you're a little bit patient about things, it actually like it makes so much more sense in the long run. And it's given us so much more time to, I don't know, like get things like the music videos together and actually flesh out the ideas of music videos and go, okay, well, not only what is the basis of it, but also who do we want to work with? and who seems right to work with both from a perspective of has something that like we can relate to with the band or something that i guess just makes sense in the bigger picture of things it seems to me like you're saying there and digging amongst all that you think this album is a big step up from your previous is that right massively massively yeah and and that's not to say of course that we don't love the first record because we do but i think it just this album is really uh uh like it it really shows who we are Mm -hmm. and it's you know we wrote it together for the first time rather than doing it during lockdown sending stuff to each other we had a lot more time to kind of pick apart the aspects that we did like to make what were what could have been like one minute songs into like a three and a half minute song and go okay actually if we add this in this really reflects the things that we like as you know music enjoyers as well as musicians yeah the um i mean the length the length of songs obviously is i think your first album was about well it was certainly less than half an hour 25 minutes maybe yeah and, something yeah, like that but, you know and you've sort of gone from that album to this album, you've sort of gone opethy and gone written longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not my style, happy, I mean length. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the songs have gotten longer, not through any, I think, deliberate th- thought of, oh, we need yeah. to make the songs longer or whatever. I think they just happened that there were less grind riffs and mm. more like, ah, oh, well, we can write like a big chorus here. Or like, yeah. there's more like, just sludgy riffs or like once again it's exploration like we explored lots of sounds on the first album that's the sort of thing we really like doing is exploring and keeping the sounds very varied it just makes it interesting for us as well as obviously we like to think the listener like we don't mm-hmm. want to like we enjoy bands who just can do like fucking beatdown riffs for 20 songs but also I get really <laughs> bored of that I would get bored of playing that like Grog, yeah. and anyone who's seen us knows better I'm really bad at consistently playing the songs because I just get bored so I always <laughs> add stuff and like I, I promise you from the first show we play on this the tour we're doing the songs will sound different by the end of it because I will yeah. have gone like well that breakdown sounds better when I add that inflection or that noise into it like yeah but that's the beauty yeah. of this, this um, and we'll come back to what sort of genre you want to be put into, but that's the beauty of like this style you're playing, that mm. you can do stuff like that. And it's not like, let's just take for an extreme example, Dream Theater, where yeah. each note and section is written specifically and yeah. 
20 minute songs but you have the luxury where you can throw in some stuff and it's not gonna the listener's not gonna be like oh that's off by miles it'll probably enhance the experience well yeah and also like the scene of like the hardcore scene post hardcore scene whatever you want to call it screamo scene has always been very experimental always quite willing to accept like bands mm. who have strange like setups or strange wants are like oh we're gonna throw in a jazz section or oh we're gonna throw in like like blast beats over like saxophones. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like the Callis Dalboy album that just came yeah. out, it's obviously amazing. That genre m- melding at its finest. Like mm. this, uh, this is such a rich uh, scene for nonsense combinations of sounds currently, which is great. Yeah. It means like we can kind of do whatever, and there's always going to be someone doing a more extreme version of it. That yeah, kind of a, not that wild in like comparison to other bands doing. Lots of different genres and things. I think I think art, we're quite consistent. It varies yeah. in tone, but at the end of the day, each song sounds like a Death Gold song. It's not like oh, there's a like acoustic folk song halfway through. Or whatever. Like, <laughs> although next album there could be no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. folk mode. Simon Grog and Garfunkel. So I, I mean, I don't like to pigeonhole bands, but I mean, there's you know some bands sit very comfortably in the thrash sphere, like Slayer, Metallica. <laughs> Black metal is very obvious who sits in that genre. But like for yourselves, what what do you sort of consider yourselves to be in? Where which sort of sphere? We, I mean, hardcore is a nice term, a nice large term. Yeah, just yeah. in general. Currently, we are championing, and we've sort of decided to pigeonhole if we are going to label it as queercore, just because that is such a integral part of the identity of us as a band and us as, as people that mm. and lyrically it's so much of what we speak about that instead of sort of flitting around it and being like oh we're a chaotic hardcore band who happens to just be queer we're like well we might as well just call ourselves a queer core band yeah. also, it sounds cool and it just then lets us like i don't know going forward or even as harry was saying you know the way that we kind of improvise bits within our live sets it kind of it means that you know if we put something out and it had has like pop elements to it we're not going to then get people on forums going oh well, this isn't hardcore this band is not hardcore they say they're hardcore it's like well okay we'll just <laughs> we'll just umbrella it and let ourselves continue to do and be as experimental as we are the the um term you've coined um harry which you just said there right um i'm a straight man and very no, much love that for you sorry <laughs> love that for you <laughs> sorry but i'm very much an ally for the lgbtq mm-hmm. scene right yeah your terminology or the way you term that phrase Mm. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. because it's like it's, go on. So I I see it that it differs from different people to everything. There is there are elements of the queer community. I lo- I personally identify as queer. I mm-hmm. like that term. I think it's a nice umbrella mm-hmm. term. It works well for me instead of uh, ex- having eight different options for what I am. I have one nice neat one that ties it all up. I think that works mm-hmm. well for me. There are some people who do not like the term queer. 
um, there are a lot of people in that community who are using the so I the one I don't like using the F slur, um, mm -hmm. and reclaiming that it's all a reclaiming sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people are perfectly fine using that word. I'm not, but I think queer is fine. You're not like going, are oh, you fucking queer or whatever? Like if yeah. you're using it obviously in a malicious way, then yeah, it becomes sure. malicious. But if you're like, oh, you're a queer core band, I'm not gonna go. What the fuck did you say? Like, I'm a queer person. We play queer core. Like, okay, that, no, I, it was just when Will sent out the the press release for yeah. this. Actually, do you know what it was? It was for the single um, P A N S Y, which mm -hmm. I don't know if you pronounce Pansy. Pansy. Oh, yeah, okay, so it is that. Yeah. But when yeah. he sent it out, I was like, wow, that, and he used the term queer core, mm. and, I was, yeah. and I was thinking because. Because the world is evolving so much, you know, mm -hmm. I find myself, like I said, I, I'm an ally, no problem there. But I find myself sometimes thinking, can I say that? But yeah. I just wanted to make make sure I could say it because yeah, when... oh, of course, I I appreciate you asking. I've, I I I agree. It is it's hard to keep up. It really is. Yeah. But mm. I think as long as you're you ask those questions and you're obviously not using it in a malicious way, I think there's nothing wrong with asking people especially people in the a community where we're like, is this cool? Because it differs from person to person. I have yeah, yeah. friends who'd be like, I wouldn't want to be called queer in that way because I have family who use it in a derogatory way to me mm -hmm. or I have X, Y, and Z experience with that term. So I think just ask. In all cases, consent is sexy, consent is key. In mm -hmm. all things, just mm -hmm. ask what people prefer, whether that be pronouns, whether that be terms, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Then mm. you play it safe. Then no one is offended. And if they are, yeah. we have a conversation about it. There's no point jumping down people's throats. We have a conversation mm. in these realms. We discuss. That's how Perfect. we always end up friends. Perfect. I no, like I said, look, I wanted to play it safe, I suppose, and not step on any toes. But um so cool. So listen, in terms of um, and I don't want this to sound like a cliche question that's always asked in interviews, but I think this is very important to ask this. In terms of influences for you guys, what I'd like to know is from each of you, like some of your favorite bands, like of all time. Mm -hmm. And was there any bands that you were specifically listening to at the time of recording this album that gave you some ideas to put on the record? They would pull up the playlist. <laughs> we have yeah, like, I mean, so we make a playlist for each like album in the writing process and the album to vibe check playlist <laughs> has 10 hours worth of music on it. <laughs> you, you could, could you do me a favor after? Can you share that with me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll send oh, it. I'd love to listen to that. Yeah. It's eclectic to say the least, but then there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that like you listen through to it and it makes sense. A lot of it was just like, Oh, it got to a point where we were just adding something like, Oh, this riffs hard. Like that's yeah, just yeah, one yeah. song. Um, Grog, name some bands. I mean, it wouldn't be me answering this question without mentioning the best band of all time, Radiohead. Uh, I think from, and I guess I want to give that a bit more context. I think for me, I, you know, Harry writes 95% of the instrumentals right. for Death Girls. Uh, and I write a large chunk of the lyrics. Mm. And so I think from that lyric writing perspective, 
I generally, I just find Radiohead's lyrics to be absolutely incredible. So they have a real big part to play within that. I guess from more of a musical side of things, it's actually difficult to say, I suppose, because like, I think within certain aspects and certain songs, like I, I could say bands like Touche More or Deaf Heaven or even obviously Deftones and things like that. But I think within writing this, like aside from the playlist that we have, it really was like listening to things that didn't sound almost anything quite like what we were doing on the record. Because I think if you, again, to reference something Harry said earlier on about like these beatdown bands, and you can tell when you listen to a band's EP or record that they've listened to Knock Loose. through the entirety of the writing and the entirety of the recording process and obviously fair play to them if they pull it off they pull it off if they don't pull it off they don't pull it off but I think that you can just really easily find yourself listening to something the night before then going into a studio session and going I remember what we did last night we listened to that last night and then just emulating it there instead of being like actually this idea that we had when we were sat doing something else listening to that band like Radiohead months ago that actually kind of you remember why you almost remembered it and then you bring what you enjoyed about that memory into what you're writing which is always the way that I've kind of wanted to write and I wanted things to be instead of being like we're just going to copy what we like right now because we might not like what we're listening to right now Mm. in six months time yeah but we have to have this album forever. It's also vibe, vibe of bands, vibe of tunes or sections. I know like there's parts of like, so on the playlist, you fail me by converging on the first tunes on the thing. Cause I just wanted mm-hmm. like, I was like, Oh, the idea of having a really slow one note tune is wicked. Mm-hmm. That would be so fun to do. Yeah. And then that, morphed and developed and then that idea sort of developed into like the Death Girls and Cursive song on the record which is like a droning doomy which has nothing like You Fail Me but but the energy of that track is there for example or like Bo Macho was written because I was we were listening to loads of Gilliband and Daughters and Mets, that sort of like post-punk noisy yeah. stuff. And I was like, well, if we combine like those sort of guitar sounds with like a cheerleader, like, yeah. like pom-pom chant thing. Okay, oh, cool. So we have this like great fun. Like things just sort of piece together in a way where it's based on vibe. Or we often write because it's like a live idea of being like, ah, oh, yeah. So the beginning of um, I wouldn't be caught dead catching a bullet. I was like, we watched loads the every time I die like um, Christmas concert thing on the season. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like opening with floater, where it's just vocals is so sick. We should do because we don't have any songs that start like that, and that would be so fun to do halfway through a set. So we had that intro, then we just went from there. Like. Yeah. It's cherry picking and then going, well, we're not, we, I don't know how to write that song. So I'm going to make my own thing using that yeah. sort of 
vibe template and then it just sort it goes off on a parallel oh we're gonna have like a dance break bit once again in bullet like this tambourine dance break section for funny why not oh we'll end on a yeah. heinous beatdown riff like an ironed out tune why not like yeah. a lot of why not is it's yes and <laughs> i love yeah. improv but it's all like yes and why shouldn't we be able to do these little yeah. odds and ends and bits it's boring if we just go well i guess we'll just do like that riff then we'll do a discord riff there and then yeah break down go home trying to trying to do what people don't expect us to do yeah because that's even what if they do even they're like oh cool it's a discord breakdown at the end very classic death goals we'll have stuff in the middle that keeps it interesting We'll yeah, have yeah, an acapella breakdown or something. I've got some goofy plans for new songs that you're gonna find so annoying, Grog. But like, <laughs> so many little bits. I'm like, that could be fun. That would be a fun little live thing to do. Why not? Yeah, Why not? It, it seems like you're a band that don't take things too seriously in terms of. Like mm. the ideas you were saying there, Harry. Let's just throw in a cheerleader section. Let's throw mm. in, you know, a- anything that sort of comes to mind at the time. And it's really refreshing when you do um, do meet bands or listen to bands like that. I think Callas Dowboys is a great example you mm. put in, mm-hmm. uh, Harry. I don't know if you listened to the um, the Liturgy album that came out yesterday. No, it was one of the many albums that came out yesterday. That I, yeah. yeah, I mean, try and keep up with albums coming out, but yeah, yeah, listening to that one, they had parts in it where I was actually listening to one song. And do you remember when you were younger? Sorry, you, I mean, Harry, what are you 18, 19? I'll take that, I'm 25, <laughs> but I'll take 18, 19. But, um, do you remember when you used to have CDs? But I, CDs and, I yeah, love yeah. CDs. I've literally just bought okay, like so, five CD singles from my oh, local music shop right. today. So, like, you know, when you have a CD and it used to skip, mm-hmm. and you you'd, you'd go like, "Oh fuck's sake, get up and try it." That yeah, yeah. album is full of that. Where it got so much, where I actually went to go and change the CD, even though <laughs> yeah. it's streaming. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. I love that sort of stuff, though. <laughs> but I mean, the the not the problem. Sorry, it's not a problem. It's a great thing to have in music these days. Mm. Everything in in the, let's just call it the metal umbrella. Mm-hmm. Everything has been done. Great band name. Yeah, <laughs> it has been done so many yeah. times. Mm. Yeah, that it's great. We're at this stage now where bands are doing so much stuff. Like, let's take I mean Imperial Triumphant adding saxophones and trumpets into their mm. sound. Yeah, yeah. Albums. Um, Ribs of Knee Hill again had saxophones in, but mm-hmm. it's so good that. And I think the best example of this is Arc Tangent Festival, which yeah. I was going to bring up anyway because yeah. you guys are playing at it. Yeah. But, you know, that festival, I was there last year, my first time, and the amount of bands that you discover there that you wouldn't have discovered that are doing so much for the scene and. Mm-hmm. You know, you could walk from one tent and see a black metal band and walk yep. to another one and see, you know, like uh, Tesseract's playing, for example, or Opeth. Yeah. Last year. yeah. Um, so it's great, like, bands like you... So this is more of me just going off on a tangent. Like, <laughs> but, but to keep listeners engaged, and I think if you, you are, like you were saying, 
going down the hardcore route, let's take hate breed as an, an example. Um, yeah. You know, you know what you're going to get with hate breed. You press play yeah. on any record, you know what's going to happen. Whereas, like, you guys, you know, thrown in all of this wild stuff. And Harry, you mentioned, sorry, the song name is, you mentioned it a minute ago. Um, bear with me. Yeah, Death Goals is Cursive. Mm. Mm-hmm. So doomy at the end. Great. Um, I just want to throw a Conjurer riff in. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. It was Conjurer. Yeah. Yeah. Love yeah. Conjurer. Yeah. I mean, just unbelievable and so left field. I mean, I will say it's not like we're fucking reinventing the wheel. We're not like yeah. doing anything <laughs> like incredible where we're groundbreaking or even claiming that we're doing something revolutionary by mixing genres or whatever. Mm. Um, but I think the much like as we've seen with queerdom and the growth in non-binary representation and all this sort of stuff in within music there's so much there's way less gatekeeping in terms of genre in terms yeah. of bullshit nah you can't play that it's not hardcore you mm. can't play that like no, people just don't care anymore and it's great like there are so like some biffy Clyro, one of my favorite bands of all time they have always just done what they wanted in terms of genre, in mm-hmm. terms of vibe. No, all those bands are the the best bands. Like, yeah, why stick yourself to one thing when you can be thousands of things? And that's why it's great. We would always rather play yeah. a mixed bill of mm-hmm. oh, there's no like a digital hardcore like rapper guy opening, and then there's like an emo band, and then there's us, and then there's like a beatdown band or whatever. Or, like you have, it keeps everything interesting. That's why yeah. Arc Tangent is so good. That's why Heavy Fest was so fucking good. It's why Outbreak this year is incredible because you've got Denzel Curry headlining, you've got Death Grips mm-hmm. headlining, you then you've got Scowl and Zulu and like, yeah, it's great. We're living in such a good time for music where you, it, it's so open, which is great. And yeah. obviously you still have people who are like. Nah, it's not real black metal because they've got trumpets in it. That's yeah, yeah. Fucking <laughs> gatekeepers. But yeah. they're always going to be there. The best thing is that they're getting drowned out by people just going that sick, encouraging yeah. creativity and exploration. Like, 100%. that's what we need. There's no point reinventing the wheel. Make weird shit. Yeah, always. yeah, yeah. 100%. Make weird shit normal again. Um, so anyway, let, let's talk about our tangent quickly then. Like, I mean, yes. you're playing on the Friday, is it? Or Saturday? Yep. Friday. Um, yeah. With high long headlining. And yeah. also, yep. you've got Sixth. Yeah. Who are unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You've got Enslaved, who are one of my favorite bands of all time. Yes. And then yep. you've got The Ocean as well. Who are oh, so excited? That's just like three bands that I've just called. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got that. We've got Helpless on our day. Yeah, Helpless yeah. are ridiculous. Completely yeah, yeah. underrated in the local zeitgeist. They are so fucking good. Yeah. Like them, Hidden Mother is like. We're quite lucky that the Fridays a day where it's a lot of our mates are playing. So we're like, cool, right. we're just gonna hang out and watch our mates all day. Yeah, and then get really drunk and then watch whoever's headlining on saturday going oh that was really good fun but my head hurts (laughs) we just have to like i've got to be so careful that i don't wreck myself watching converge again yeah yeah (laughs) i have to i have to every part of my body will want to throw myself and i have to really not 
Of course, because they're <laughs> Thursday, aren't they? And you're playing yeah. 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 Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I'm so yeah. excited. I'm so... Also, 68 are playing on our day. Yeah. See, there's so many, but like, sorry. I, I, Mist, I Mr. Discord himself, Joshua Skogan. <laughs> and LLNN as well. Yeah. yeah. Who are sick. Insane. Yeah. They've just changed the singer. The vocalist of Eyes is now the singer. Yeah, I was just saying they they I saw them yeah, play yeah. in Dublin supporting the ocean in a place called Whelan's. It's like maybe 150 camp. Sick. And wow. were the loudest band I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sick. Like, sick. Just ridiculous. It's um, gonna be wicked. I'm so excited. Yeah, and I can't wait. I'm going this year, so I can't wait to Oh hell yeah, dude. Me um amazing. Me, Meet there and uh, have a few drinks during the silent disco as well. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, hundred percent. We're, we're there for the whole time, so that's oh, sweet. Good. Yeah, I, that you have an artist campsite then. We have. No- I, yeah, no idea. Um, for me, it's like I'm trying to. Th- I think the first, maybe the first year that I went was the Godspeed and American football year. And I've been, aside from last year, every year since. So like, that's like my, I think being in bands, whether it be Death Wars or bands I've been in before, like it's been the one thing of like, I want to play Tangent. I want to play Tangent. This is like the the absolute top, top thing for me to achieve. So now us finally doing it is like nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But also like Harry, Art Tangent like, and Reddit. Really I attention Redding, yeah. Red, um, Redding's the big one. Yeah. Alexander is also the big one. Let's let me just preface yeah, that. Yeah. Alexander is also <laughs> amazing. But Art Tangent Redding. Redding is such yeah. a like rat boy, like little goblin sixteen year old me festival. Are you a genuinely serious about playing Redding? Is that a goal of Death Goals? I would love to play fucking Redding. 100%. 100%. Hey, you were shaking your head there like that. I'd be so think... gassed. I could literally, that would yeah. be like, oh, cool. We've played Reading. Cool. I had I think so many good shows already. The idea, the idea of us playing Reading really fits into, I guess, what's like such a big thing for us and something that Harry mentioned of just like mixed bills. Like yeah. it would just, it would mm. be such a, just a, almost like a funny thing to be like, look, we're playing this festival. Like, I know this year they've got what, like a Sam Fender and like Ashley Becky Hill Blow. and stuff. Yes. And Ashley, and to be like, look at us, this fucking hardcore band, this whatever band playing amongst like people like Arctic Monkeys and shit. And I, I would absolutely love that. Like, yeah. because because it's like I want people who may like never have been exposed to anything that we do to be walking past the tent that we're playing on, be like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> and either walk in and go, "We're leaving now," <laughs> or be like, "You know what? I actually kind of enjoy that." And either way, that's usually our thing. It works quite <laughs> yeah. well for us. Like people come in and go, that's horrible, or ah, yeah. they've got to do that. That's a bit of fun. <laughs> what what's um what is the the goal for death? Sorry, for death goals. Like, what would be your like the ma- the the main taking Reading aside and our tangent? Like, do you 
what where, where do you see yourself sort of thing fucking god knows in like the wayne's world like super happy dream like situation is like oh we go on tour with deftones yeah, yeah. like so we sell a million records like yeah, we're kind of, like rich and famous, I get to have like a gold plated toilet, you know, the, like <laughs> the usual, the usual. Um, I'm pretty gassed to have anyone give a fuck about what we do. Mm. The fact that we had people pestering us about the first album, being like, "Is it going to get pressed on vinyl? Why isn't it been pressed on vinyl?" Yeah. I was like, "That's cool. It's cool that people like we've had people message us on Instagram, being like, oh, and it, it does sound corny, but they're like." Your music's really helped us me through like a really hard time. Like there's a nice. guy who sent us like a bunch of like covers he did of like tunes from the album. I was like, oh. that's really cool that someone likes our stuff that much. Yeah. That they would learn it or like want yeah. to learn it or like that's not so just that. Like the fact that anyone anyone wants to buy things that we've put out, anyone wants to engage with us in any way is the yeah. end goal. I have like trying to keep in mind my always like punk rock phase being like success doesn't mean the fucking like <laughs> but like <laughs> a little bit of it is, is nice. But like the fact we played the tour we did in March was on the horrible and miserable was amazing. Like we were playing places yeah. we never played before. It was our first proper like headline tour and apart from a few shows, which we won't mention, like, they were all <laughs> incredible with, like, uh, like people coming through and moshing and, like, mic grabbing mm. and all this was, like, no that's about for me. It's always been about the live experience. It's always been about yeah. play these shows and the fact we can play these shows, like, yeah, that's what it's about for me. I just want to play shows and wear glitter and dance around to horrible noise I've made, like, that's However, if you know, if Limp Bizkit oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Metallica, are Chino, right please, <laughs> Chino listens to the podcast, right? You know who listens to the podcast? Chino listens to the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Listen to Chino, baby, <laughs> sort us out. <laughs> no, but I, like every every band has dreams and ambitions. Like mm. you guys now. You know, you've done a headline tour, you've signed Prosthetic, you know, which is, mm. I mean, let's be honest, signing to a label these days uh, of their stature is quite big because a lot of bands oh, are yeah. um, self-releases like you did before, or yeah. they're being put out through uh, underground labels. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you're in a really good place, like, and this record, I think, is really going to, you know, showcase you a lot more. I think... Thank oh, you. it's going to be a great, great time. I can't. We hope so. Yeah. We've got yeah. some cool stuff planned for that. That's, that's it's going to be a fucking big one. Is it pyro yeah. and glitter? Oh yeah, and... <laughs> oh pyro. Yeah, but it's homemade, and we're never going to be invited back <laughs> just, again. Just like an aerosol and a lighter. <laughs> yeah. so we're putting cherry bombs in the drum kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We destroy the arc tangent backline at <laughs> half one. Yeah. ruined it for everyone else on the stage That's do, you know which, do you know which stage you're playing on uh, uh, Arc Tangent we can say oh, we you do, do but I don't, I don't we do know but I don't think we can say right now oh look at you guys now one of them you're with big label one of them. legal teams <laughs> yeah, yeah. these things you can't say <laughs> I was hoping definitely not main <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're actually the Saturday headliners. Merger <laughs> 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 <Virgil, laughs> opening for us. We're doing a secret set after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so then for the rest of, so what? What? Where are we now? March. March. What's lined yeah. other than Arc Tangent? What's lined up for the rest of the year for for Death Goals? The album, obviously, on the fifth. Album the fifth. From the fifth to the sometime in May, we're on tour. We're yeah. on tour with Vicarage, who are a fucking unbelievable mathcore band from oh, Bristol. Man. We saw them when we played um, Love Day in Manchester. Manchester, yeah. Um, and they, that whole day was a very good day of amazing bands who like like knives and going off and like loads of these wicked bands who, if you haven't, check them out. They're very good. Um mm. But Vicarage played, and it was like a. We both just turned around. I was like, "What? Like this is like yeah. Gaza <laughs> with like deathcore, like suicide silence, like wow. disgusting, like high to low vocals, like yeah, it, unbelievable." So really excited to play with them. Um, and then we've got some shows potentially throughout the year, and then a couple of festivals. We're doing no play, where obviously we're playing with like Conjurer. Who I will be fanboying over because yeah, one of the best bands in the UK. Yeah, um, and then yeah, we're just sort of seeing. Hopefully, people buy the album. People go, oh yeah, let's get them on some fucking cool shows or whatever. But for now, yeah, it's, it's, it's looking like a little play it by ear, chill time. Yeah. This tour, it's yeah. tour, tour and putting the album out is going to be the big thing. Yeah, are you pressing think... this on vinyl? Sorry, Greg. Sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, we are, we are. Mm. Yes, available it's... for pre-order now. It is very pre-order. It's, it's a lovely, vinyl. yeah, a lovely piss yellow vinyl. <laughs> if your piss is that colour, you need to think for. Who picks the piss colour vinyl? We both did. Okay. So you put yourselves to blame when this backfires. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we didn't drink water for a week to make that vinyl. <laughs> yeah, giving color samples. I think it should look a little bit like this. Yeah, darker, darker. Yeah. <laughs> that's so right. That's great. <laughs> yeah, vinyl. That's gonna be really cool. That's why. Yeah. Obviously, your the gorgeous artwork is behind you. Yeah. Um, by photographed by the gorgeous Gabriel, who has done mm-hmm. all of our artwork basically. Apart from like yeah. um, but I'm like I remember like as a as a young chap like holding like my dad's like Iron Maiden records, yeah. being like, oh, mm. this art is really cool. So to be able to do that with my own record is going to be yeah, I'm going to be on like Cloud Nine. It's going to be yeah. so yeah. cool. Honestly, yeah. like I'm waiting for that parcel to come to my door. Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 so excited for it. So yeah, everyone go pre-order the damn album so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Is it what how many are you pressing, do you know? 150? Oh wow, they will sell Yes. I'm gonna say I 150. Think... Maybe. <laughs> there's there's it's definitely not more than 150. <laughs> okay, so you do want to pre-order it then? Yeah. yeah. You want to pre-order yeah. it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Order it. <laughs> like, I mean, this this album is now to the fifth of May. It's now the twenty fifth of May, mm. and we've got this well in advance. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not a lot of people have heard it. Like, we haven't even 
had a chance to review on the podcast yet. Like, but um, yeah, it is wicked. Like, it is. It's thank you. It's thank you. um, it's nice to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is like I'm just like I don't just you know if I how do I say this politely. I won't interview a band if I'm going to sit here and say your album's shit. There's no point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like I think up. you're missing a a wondrous niche. <laughs> yeah. If you podcast a band, interview them, go like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Yeah. Why did you do that? Why is it so bad? If, if you won't start doing that. I'm going to start doing that because that's a fucking <laughs> genius idea. I, I literally don't think I'd have the heart to see someone be like, oh, is it that bad? <laughs> so it's yours, Harry. That's my gift. I'm, yeah. I'm an evil bitch enough. I'll do it. But no, it is. It's a great album. Um, it does now stay as welcome, which, you know, let's be honest, um, it, in... With some of this genre, it can be a bit great. And if you're, you know, you wouldn't want an hour of this. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, yeah. 100%. Fuck that. Um, so it does not stay as welcome. There's plenty of diversity on it. You know, there's um, plenty of moving parts that will get you jumping. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, there's some bouncy bits in there for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And look, it's just a fun album. And you have a great time. I think the songs are really well put together. You know, you've both, that's really you, you've both put um, <laughs> obviously a lot of effort into it. So, no, like, yeah. I really um, hope that when the album comes out on the 5th of May, and I think you can pre order the vinyl now. I think. You can indeed. Yes. Okay, you sorry. Indeed. Um, yeah. I hope that you, you get all the success. And I'm really looking forward to um, seeing you at Arc Tangent and oh, yeah. sharing, a, sharing a beer, maybe. Oh, so we'll definitely have a beer. Multiple beers. Um, you're going to realise we're really annoying when we've had one drink. Well, I, I haven't... Sorry, I've been on this alcohol zero for like three months now. I've had a couple here and there. Thanks. So by the time Arc Tangent comes and I have one beer, I'll just be battered. And perfect. You'll be like, who the fuck is this guy? No, perfect. <laughs> I will be Next exactly up, my the same. complete lack of <laughs> tolerance for anything. Yeah. As, as does Grog. So yeah. we look at a beer and go, oh, got a bit of a funny edge. I'm on the floor. Yeah, literally. We're the least partying band in hardcore. We'd just be like the silent disco, just dancing around Grog. Like, yeah. I can't wait. Silent Disco. You've mm. like if I wasn't going already, I'd oh, be dead okay. for it. I love yeah, it. So mm. much fun last year. So much fun. So Are much they still fun. doing the album in full thing? They did on one of the days, yeah. But they had on I think it was the Friday night, they had um like a new metal channel. So it was just yeah, like yeah. us reliving there was like six of us there, I think, just reliving our youth. <laughs> so sick. My, my mate is a massive American Head Charge fan, like huge. Yeah, just he might be the only one. Hear him <laughs> from miles away, just singing <laughs> to other people. So oh, sick. So, so sick. Uh, well, listen, guys, thank you for your time. I know it's Saturday night, and I know you've right. got massive plans um, to be hitting the town. And <laughs> I'm like, going to make a chili. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocking. Um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna sit back and relax, kick it now, as the kids say. Nice. Harry yeah. and Grog, it's been so nice chatting you guys. Thanks so much. And thank you so much. 
best of luck um, for the album release, lead up, post release, and all of the stuff. And I'm sure we'll chat soon. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. See you next time. Thanks, guys. Love. Thank you so much. Love. Thank you.